With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is um, Friday night, February 9th. I want to thank all of my guests during the first hour. And I want to welcome, once again, CPA extraordinaire Mark Misselbeck. Mark, welcome back to Nightside. How are you? Oh, a little bit of the sniffles, but otherwise good. Thank you. Yeah, well, yes, of course, you're getting into your very busy season, so we very much appreciate you taking some time to join us tonight. Mark is a tax principal at Katz, Nannis, and Solomon out of um, Waltham, Massachusetts. We'll give his address a couple of times, certainly during the uh, program, but for the last several years, Mark has been kind enough to make himself available to uh, my audience and answer your questions about taxes as to uh, we're all about to enter into the tax season. Most of us, Mark, should have received our W-2s and our 1099s on or about July 31st, correct? July 31st, January. January, January, January 31st, excuse me. Uh, a, brain, <laughs> a brain freeze there. Go ahead. Yeah, everybody pretty much should have their W-2s and their 1099s in their possession at this point. For the interest and dividends, yeah, the brokerage accounts are going to be a little bit later, probably. As they, yeah, as they always are. If you have not heard from your employer, if you don't have your W two form, or you don't have a ten ninety nine from a from a bank that you would expect to, you got to assume that that information may not have reached you. But what advice do you give people? Well, for the W twos, the best you can do is contact your employer and ask for a copy. The banks. If the amount uh, paid on the account of interest is $10 or less, they don't have to send you anything. You're still responsible for reporting it, so you just have to look at your bank statements. Possibly in December, they told you how much you earned for the year, so you can pick it up from there. You're not likely to get audited by by not declaring $10 or or $9.50, I assume, right? No. Yeah, but... Not that you would advise people not to report it. I'm not trying to get you in trouble here. I'm just saying that uh, that that if you do have significant, uh, you know, bank interest or 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 any sort of dividends like that, and you, you want to make sure you pull you. I always feel, and and we talk about this always. How important is it to pull your records together? Absolutely, the the IRS will chase you down because they do correlate the information they get on these things with your return. And they they treat it as an audit where they're just picking up math errors or, or items you missed. And they count that as, to their credit, for performance with the Congress when they go for funding. <laughs> so there's an incentive there, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, when you have – now, again, you, you deal with a lot of um, – um, corporate clients and also individuals um i'm assuming that that your clients are smart enough um and disciplined enough 
uh, to realize that they just can't come in and, and throw a box of papers on your desk. They they need to do that. But for the person who's going to go to H&R Block or to wherever, uh, they can save some money if they take some time and they even and they better understand what their taxes are. Is that that just seems to me like common sense, or or am I overstating that? No, uh, we're selling our time to do the work to put your return together. And if you can save us time by providing us information in an orderly fashion, then the cost of preparing a return is that much less. All right. Um, so we will go to phone calls, but I just thought we could start off uh, the um, the hour and, and people can join the conversation at 617-254-1030 or 617-931-1030. Are there some... Uh, changes this year that, and and again, different people have different tax returns, and it's always very difficult, but you're awfully good at it, um, to be able to address what most people would be concerned about. What are some of the things this year uh, that that people should be particularly thinking about? I mean, we we have in Massachusetts, um, I know the the millionaire's tax uh, tax Past, um, there aren't too many people who will be affected by that. Um, but what are some of the there's things- a fair number, and they're counting on on the revenue from that as a, a boost to spending in various categories. Yeah, and that million will be adjusted for inflation under the current rules. If you file Mary filing jointly for federal in 2023, you can file Mary filing separate for Mass. In 2024, you will have to file Mary filing joint if you do so for federal. If you don't do it on federal, it likely will cost you more in a husband and wife situation or or a spousal situation to split the returns into separate. So for 2023, it's going to be the one year right now where you can file jointly federal and possibly separate for mass, but it needs to be a sufficient spread of income between the two parties in the filing to make it worthwhile because it will take some effort. So After so, January 21 of 2023, the mass tax on short-cap gains has dropped from 12% to 8.5%, so there's a, a bit of a break there. The renter's deduction increased from 3000 to $4,000 for those who don't own their home, and there is a deduction for employer student loan assistance for taxpayers in Massachusetts. Finally, charitable contributions are deductible now for mass where they haven't been for many, many years. However, the one thing that you can get for federal that you can't get for Massachusetts are donations of used clothing and household goods to Goodwill, Salvation Army, or others of that ilk. It has to be cash or appreciated securities or other real real or tangible property that's donated that's not household goods or clothing to get that deduction. Why was that? And I forget when the deduction for charitable deductions were taken away, but why was that taken away? It would seem to me that you'd want to encourage, as Massachusetts people, contributing money, uh, whether it's to, you know, churches, synagogues, mosques, or general charities, United Way, Red Cross. I, I, I can't speak to why it was taken away. I can only infer from the there has been a delay of about eight or ten years in the restoration of this deduction because of quote unquote budgetary restraints, mm. meaning that. The, the legislature needed more money to spend. Yeah, right. So they wouldn't give you the deduction so that they'd have more revenue coming in. 
and of course we know that that they will spend our money whenever they can get their hands on our money. That's well, there is that old adage: government expands to absorb the revenue and then some. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my attitude is that in Massachusetts they only tax two things: everything that moves and everything that doesn't move. But that's that's a that's a very cynical view that I hold there, Mark. <laughs> so what I want to do is um, I don't want to shortchange anyone. Um, we have full lines on on one one number. If you want to get on, try the only one that's open right now is six one seven. Uh, 931-1030. And when we get back, um, Mark, I, I know that there's going to be a lot of questions, and you have always been been great to um, to get all of those um, questions answered. I do want to talk a little bit um, generally about the EV, the electric vehicle credits, uh, which um, uh, are uh, federal um, issues that are federal. Um, so we'll get to all of that, um, and we'll get to, you know, the thing that Mark does is he tries to keep it simple and, and understandable. So please listen carefully, ask your questions, listen carefully. If you don't understand the response, uh, you can always do a follow-up, follow-up question uh, with my guest, CPA Mark Misselbeck. My name is Dan Ray. This is Nightside. We'll be right back getting the phone calls, 617-931-1030. That's the only line that's open right now. If you want to get in, coming back on Nightside. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. All right, Mark, if you're all set, we got full lines and we're rock, ready to rock and roll. Y'all set? As set as I can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the voice of confidence. Okay. Uh, Ian up on Cape Ann. Ian, I think you called about 730. You didn't have to wait that long. You were able to call back. <laughs> go, go right ahead, Ann. You're on with Mark Misselbeck. Go right ahead. Okay. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, Mr. Nesselbeck. Um, I spoke to you, Mr. Nesselbeck, on Dan's show, I think last year, the year before, but I wasn't quite ready to file for my, you know, what I'm, I'm going to speak to you about. Um, I have, uh, when I was younger, about 30 years ago, I worked abroad, and I received a um, an application for Social Security, and I knew that I wasn't going to be eligible because I wouldn't meet the criteria. But to make a long story short, I had called the government um, of that country, and um, and they wouldn't talk to me. Uh, so they said, you have to file an application, and then we'll speak to you. So I did so. And sure enough, I didn't meet the criteria for a monthly pension. I said, well, that's fine. And, um, but, uh, I had already gone on my, my usual U.S. Social Security, my normal U.S. Social Security. And then, um, last year, I finally, um, got a gratuity payout, um, from this country. And the thing is, um, it, it wasn't a pension. And I, I didn't expect to get what I got. In fact, I, I figured it would only be probably like a couple of hundred dollars, but it ended up to be $9,900 and a couple of dollars after that it was less than $10,000, but like $9,900. Who, who gave and, you the, uh, did you get the money from the U.S. government or from a foreign government, Ian? No, from a foreign government. Which one? It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bermuda. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, What's your question? Okay, so my question is on the Snellnesselbeck is um, I had already um, contacted my U.S. Social Security because I wasn't sure if it was going to affect my uh, my monthly pension, and they said no because I didn't meet the qualifications um, for a monthly pension, and I got all the documents from um, you know the country of Bermuda, and so. Um, so they they said it was a it, they called it a gratuity payout, and so I got that last year, and I have a tax preparer in H and R Block, and um, I asked her about it, and she said that um, well you have to pay um, regular taxes on it income taxes, and I said oh, okay, and um, she said I, and I asked her well what would it be would it be my normal percentage of taxes for myself as an individual or will it be one of those 22 to 30 percent percentages of tax that um that gets okay charged? let's do this in in hold on for yeah. a second you're yeah. we're going deep in the weeds here which is okay, oh, okay. Let, let's get mark okay. involved because maybe he can okay. help you answer give you a question or maybe ask a couple of questions mark you want to jump okay. in here Generally speaking, if you are receiving a pension from a foreign government, unless it meets treaty requirements to be treated the equivalent of Social Security, and to my understanding, it's very rare because I don't get involved in this all that much, but it would be just be a normal taxable receipt, just like an annuity payout on an insurance policy. You just pick it up in income, and whatever your regular tax bracket is for the year is what mm-hmm. it's going to be taxed at. Oh, good, because this isn't a pension, because I didn't qualify for one, but they called it a gratuity payout, and what and what it is, what that comprises of, they said, was the, comp- the contributions of the employers that I worked for and my contributions towards their Social Security, but, but because I didn't qualify, I didn't meet the criteria, um, they, they wanted to give me back my um, all what I put into it, and the employer's um, what they put into it, and I thought that was very nice. Yeah, you've, you've, so, got, you've won $9,900, and I, yeah. if I'm hearing Mark correctly, you're going to have to declare that. So would it, oh, that, yes. that, you're going to have to declare yeah, that. Yeah, you'll declare it, but, but Dan, one thing, she just put something new in the mix. Okay. She contributed some money to that plan. Yes. And it would not have been excludable from her income, so it's an after-tax contribution She's entitled to get that back tax-free if she can somehow document what the total of her contributions into that program were. Now, if the government of Bermuda told you how much you put in, you should be able to get that back tax-free out of the total received. Okay, so, sir, did you say it's called an after-tax contribution? Well, if you've paid taxes on it, and it... it, Mm -hmm would have been a taxable event because it's not a u.s qualified pension plan it's a foreign pension plan or Mm -hmm. pension arrangement so Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have been able to exclude it from your income therefore you've already paid tax on some portion of it the money that you put in you should therefore be entitled to get that back tax free 
So in other words, okay, well, what, what Mark is saying is that your check, part of it is for, for what you put in, and part of it as well was contributed by your um, former employer. And, mm-hmm. if you and any can, earnings that the government may have allowed on it. Yeah, and, and, and so you need to find out, uh, it is in your interest mm-hmm. to find out if they could explain to you how much of that you contributed and therefore paid taxes already on that and how much um, the, the, the employer contributed, which now you're getting, in effect, m- free money. I think that's what Mark is saying, correct, Mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, employer, the employer portion is a, is a, is a taxable event. Yeah. It's, an, it's found money as far as you're concerned. All right. And so Good you morning. might want to contact um, okay. you know, whoever sent it to you and try to get those questions answered because mm-hmm. that makes a difference. Because if okay. you, okay, just, but do it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, I, I already cashed the check in 2023, but I'm, I was going to do it on my taxes um, next month for 2023. So Wait, I, I've already cashed. Yeah, you cashed the check. That's not a problem. The question is, okay. how much? Uh, I, how much of that are you going to? How have much to of it do you have to put on your tax return as income? Yeah. That's the question. That. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so one last thing, very quickly. I'm so sorry. Um, do I? Does the H and R Block person, um, tax preparer, have to file uh, a FinCEN uh, one fourteen or an F bar form for me? Actually, I think it was an 8939 filing for the foreign pension to disclose that you had that interest in it. But um, there is a voluntary disclosure program that you can go to FinCEN and say, I wasn't aware I even had this. Mm -hmm. I'd like to come in out of the cold, fess up and file and disclose to you that I had it, but I don't know what it was worth until I got the check. Okay. Okay, thank, thank right. you very, very much. you got nice. some found money. That's good. Thank <laughs> you very much. Good night. Uh, let me go next to Paul and Lynn. Paul, that was a pretty complicated call. You go right ahead. Well, mine's very simple, Dan. Good. We'll say hi to Mark my wife and I, I, My wife and I are deciding to file a single, not, not jointly. Um, we've been doing it for 34 years jointly, but I'm not working. My wife is retiring in eight months. I'm one more year away from retiring, but I haven't worked. So uh, will the IRS question that? Absolutely. If you are married for all other purposes, you're married for tax purposes. You don't have the choice of of filing singly. Only if you have lived apart for the last half of the year in separate households, no, we live together. Or are, or are divorced, can you file single? Your only no. choices otherwise are married filing jointly or married filing separately. And usually married filing separately will cost you more. It will cost her more, right? One, of the, one or both of you usually will be higher up in the tax brackets because okay. married filing separate is a much more compressed tax rate. Okay. And she brought home one hundred and thirty-seven thousand, two thousand three. Yeah, you, you can run the numbers, but I can tell you off the top of my head: Mary filing joint will be less costly to you tax-wise than Mary okay. filing separately. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome, Paul. Hope that's help. Hope that it helps. really, it really helped. It was a question that I thought you would laugh at, but I really had it on my mind for a couple of years now. Yeah. 
No, there's no questions to laugh at. Taxes are very complicated. Um, uh, I, yeah. I'm amazed that Mark Misselbeck knows so much off off the top of his head. I mean, he's 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 a very experienced CPA, and um, he's he's a great guy to deal with. He he contributes his time to my audience, and I'm you know so grateful for that. And I, I keep telling him that, and but but he keeps coming back, which is which Thank is even you, more Mark. amazing. He's a great guy. Thanks, Paul. I'm glad. Hopefully, you You're can welcome, sleep a little Paul. better tonight. Night, okay. <laughs> I feel better. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Have a bye great bye. night. Good night. Uh, uh, I mean that, Mark. Seriously. I, you know, you have long days, and um, uh, we're not paying you for this. That's for sure. And you certainly don't need the business. But you, you, you're wonderful to my audience, and I do really appreciate it. We're going to take a break for the 9:30 news, and we'll continue. The only one line that is open right now is six one seven. Two five four ten thirty. I'm trying to get as many people in as possible with Mark Misselbeck. CPA does an extraordinary job here and does an extraordinary job in his profession. You've been doing this a few years, right? Uh, half century. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, half century. So that's that's a that's a good amount of time. Mark is a tax principal with Katz, Nanus, and Solomon. Uh, they are on South Street in Waltham, Massachusetts. We'll give his phone number later on. Not that they need um, new clients, but if you uh, you know you get introduced to him here, that's great. Maybe. Maybe that, maybe that would be good for you and good for them. We'll take a quick break. Here's the news coming back right after that. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. We're back with Mark Misselbeck. Um, he is a CPA who's answering your tax questions. We appreciate his time here tonight. We'll continue on with our guest. Let's go with our callers. Let's go next to Phil on Cape Cod. Phil, you are next on Nightside with Mark Misselbeck. Go right ahead, Phil. Thank you. Good evening, Mark and Ben. Um, my, my mother passed away actually a year ago today. Um, so she had a pension, and of course she only earned it for January and a couple of weeks in February. So I crunch the numbers. I mean, your taxes are very simple, but there's a tiny refund coming back. So the question is, if I give this to a preparer, it'll probably cost more than the refund is. So do I even have to file anything? Yes, I would file. Um, probably you, she exceeded the threshold for having to file a return, which oh, no, I think no, is no, about $6,000. Yeah, no, she didn't. It was like 4000 <laughs> Yeah, then it may be that you don't have to file, and particularly as the standard deduction would wipe out the income unless you want to uh, get the refund. Now, there is a free filing program that Mass is one of the 12 state guinea pigs for that the IRS put out there. As long as the income's under, I think it's seventy-two dollars or $79,000, you can mm -hmm. make use of that program, but you are not the taxpayer. That's the wrinkle to the whole business. There would be a thirteen ten that you'd have to file with return to claim that refund and assure the government that you will disperse that money as directed by your mother's will should you uh, cash the check. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, I understood. So, again, if I probably, I'm not legally obliged to file a dead person's return if the income is well below any limits. That's correct. Okay. Well, that's good to know. How, how, much, how much, much of a refund would you be getting here if that's her? It own? was like, I looked, I, I did it roughly just on a little home H&R Block program, and it was like 200 and change. Okay, so why not just either do why not just do it yourself for two hundred dollars? Well, well, here, here, here's why. <laughs> I've always done mom's taxes by myself online, e-filed, but this now because I'm the executor, checks have to be sent to me. I can't e-file, or at least that's what the program said. It says I have to mail in a copy of my uh, that says that I am the executor. And it the certificate of appointment from the court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which of course I have, but uh, it doesn't look like there's any way to electronically do that. And to be honest with you, my time's worth more than what I get back if I have to go through the mailing and the printing and and all that stuff. Okay, uh, you know, uh, my my position would would be that y- your mom would probably want you to do that for her. I don't know if that complicates it. Is, are, you, are you having a lawyer work on probating her estate? I mean, are there any? It, it, that's all done. It's all done pretty it's much. All done? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, again, so uh, it's, been, it's been a year. Yeah. No. I, and, I, uh, I got it. Um, yeah. yeah um, I just hate to see the government get more money than they deserve, but that's okay. Well, like I said, if I could do it electronically, I wouldn't mind just tapping it in. But Mark, do you know? I mean, can you? There's no way for me to upload and scan that thing and file electronically, right? That certificate of appointment. I, I haven't. I haven't tried to do it myself. Um, yeah. We do returns of that nature. And once I've got the numbers locked, it moves to our uh, processing department for taking care of whether it has to be paper filed or electronically filed. Why not paper file? Why not paper file? You know, 55 cent stamp and a little bit of time? I I don't know. You do what you want. You're a little behind the curve there, I think, Dan, on the postage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 67 cents now. Right, right. Whatever. (laughs) Thank you. No, but I'm just, anyway, whatever. Good luck, Phil. All right, thanks. 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 Bye-bye. You never know what question is going to be asked. 617 254-1030 or 617-931-1030. Let me go next to Ian down on the South Coast. Anna, excuse me. Anna on the South Coast. Anna, you were on with Mark Misselbeck. Go right ahead, Anna. Uh, good evening, Dan. Good evening, Mark. My question is about solar panels on your, on your roof of your house. Are they tax-deferred? I, I didn't quite catch what it what it was. The the accent threw me off a little there. I'm sorry. What what, what was your question again, Anna? Just repeat it's it a little slower. Solar panels. Are solar they panels. Deferred? Not tax deferred, but you may be able to get a tax credit from solar panels. 
if you're uh, putting them on your your roof or, or out in your yard. Roof of the house. Yeah. So this is there this are all is kinds of arrangements with the with the companies that supply those. Sometimes they take the credit. Sometimes if you buy the buy it and have it installed, you can get the credit. I think it's up to thirty percent as a rebate, yeah. minus any rebates or uh, other grants that you may get from the government or from the power company to That's have what them I'm installed. Calling, I'm calling, uh, and my question is about the grants from the government. Do they? The grants aren't taxable, but they would reduce reduce how much you can count as your investment in the solar panels. I see. If the panels cost you thirty thousand and the government gives you three, then you only clock twenty seven thousand. Right. But that's it's in fact, a there long are, time. There's a whole new there's a whole new series of credits for residential improvements, and where it was a maximum of five hundred dollars. Once in a lifetime, under uh, the new law, the new IRA law that was enacted, the credits are $1,200 annually, except if it's a qualified heat pump or qualified heat pump uh, supported boiler or water heater, then the credit cap is $2,000. And it's not just your principal residence as it was under the prior credits. It now can extend to one other home. So a vacation residence can also qualify for these wow. energy credits. It's so complicated. It's very complicated. Do you do your own taxes, Anna, or do you have some? No, 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 no. I have a, an accountant. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure that you've picked a, a good qualified accountant. I already asked that question. They say they don't know if it's tax deferred or not. So. It's, it's, it's tax deferred in that when you go to sell your residence, you count the, you count the solar panel as an improvement, and you reduce it by the credits received, and you reduce the cost to yourself by oh, the grants the given oh, you by right. the government. Yes, That's yes. the way the deferral works. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you very much. I hope that helps, Anna. Okay. Uh, thank you, then. It, it's not. It's not simple. That's for sure. Thank you, Anna. Appreciate Great it. Great shows much. that you have. Thank you. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good night. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. One line open there, and we got a couple at six one seven nine three one ten thirty. Again, um, this is free tax advice, folks. And there's no question that's a dumb question. As I learned in law school a long time ago, the only dumb question is the question you're afraid to ask. Let us go to Ken in Wisconsin. Ken, welcome back. How are you tonight? Yes, uh, good, Dan. How are you doing? We're doing great. You're with Mark Misselbeck. What's your question? Go right ahead. I, I, saw, I saw a headline. I didn't read the article that there's some risk in e-filing, even using the IRS-approved sites. Is there any truth to that? I can't speak to that. That was a conclusion reached by the author of the article. I saw the same article, and it was a little shocked okay. by it. Right. What, we've we've been news? using e-filing out of the office for years, and pretty much no problem other than when there's identity theft. That is, somebody has stolen a client's identity and filed a return before we completed it and went to file it for the client. Then there's a conflict in the IRS systems of, of recording those returns, and we get into a correspondence hassle with the IRS to straighten it out for the client. So, so you would have no problem recommending I should be using, just keep using e-file without worrying about it. Is that correct? Pretty much, yeah. If, if 
if the program or the person you're using has a secure means of transmission of your information, if it's not a secure means of transmission, we go through a third party where we're relatively certain that there is security on mm. all end-to-end between us and the government's receipt of it, we're confident that it's going through. I don't know well, about uh, outside well, programs. I'm just, you, I'm just going right to the IRS side and using one of their programs. I don't think there's a, any third, any secure. I, yeah, I if, if, if you're doing it directly with the IRS, you should be good. Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks for your help. Ken, is this, is this my friend who's the photographer out there? Yes, yes, it is. I, I asked, can I ask you a question not about this, a quick question? Sure, go ahead, shoot. Wasn't um, Eisenhower mocked for the same kind of mistakes Biden makes, poor speech, getting things wrong? Am I wrong about that? Uh, I, I never recall. Um, it was a different time, and um, yeah. uh, I think President Eisenhower, because of his you know, service, military service, uh, as the you know the 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 Allied commander in World War Two, he right. was sort of a revered president. If if, um, if anything, um, you know, he won two elections uh, handily. Uh, if anything, right. the criticism for uh, President Eisenhower was in his second term that he liked to golf a lot, and I think that at that right. time uh, he got a little bit of criticism, and the idea was that. The country was at was at peace, although Russia was throwing up the Sputnik. I never heard anything um, about uh, Eisenhower. He made a you know that he made that very famous speech just before he left office about being aware of the military industrial complex. So right, I know. And he yeah, I, I, I never okay. I, I never okay. associated you know the some of the problems that President Biden has um, displayed uh, in the last uh, well last couple. Well, that's of years. what I was wondering if he's, he avoided it because he was a war hero. I think but he was substantial younger i think he no i i think that might have been part of it i think we treated our presidents back in those days a little more respectfully than we do they also weren't under the microscope they are today that that's the other point that is a great point mark i mean they were you know they had a a a relatively friendly press corps at the white house there was a lot of uh, camaraderie and i think that people looked at him very much as as a war hero and I, I, I think he was not. I, he was not noted as a great speaker, a great orator, though. That was not his forte. No, but, but if you listen to some, if you listen to some of his speeches, he delivered um, speeches yeah, very yeah. well. And uh, uh, as a young uh, lad, uh, even probably, I don't know, maybe Mark. If did Mark, did you grow up in the New England area? I did, but uh, I was very, very young when he was president. Okay, well, you're a younger man than I am, Ben. Um, but we used to watch Big Brother Bob Emery on Channel 4 every day, and we would sit in front of the TV set when we were four and five years old, and you always had a glass of milk to toast the president of the United States. Um, well, I'm, I, I'm 77, so I, I barely remember Eisenhower, but I'm from New York, and I remember... Just, I just have some remembrance about him, um, people making fun of him, um, that he couldn't sort of get through a speech, but uh, I could be wrong about that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I also think, again, I, I don't think Eisenhower, I'm just looking up real quickly here, and I don't mean to take time away from callers, but it was, sure. it's a good it's question. Right. I'm it's just right. looking up quickly here at what age he was elected president. Eisenhower was born in 1890, so he was elected in 1952, he would have been 62 years of age. Um, mm. He would have finished his term uh, uh, October 14, 1890. He would have finished his term as a 70-year-old 
uh, man. He would have been 70 years old when he finished his term. Joe Biden went into the White House, uh, as did Donald Trump, both older than when Eisenhower finished his term. So anyway, that's that. Okay. that we'll keep rolling here again. Great, great political you. conversation you rejected. Okay, thanks very much. We'll take a quick break. Uh, Mark Miselbeck, we're just past. I, I can't resist political questions. Uh, I'm sorry to have stolen a little bit of time here. And... Uh, I'll give the number one more time, 617-931-1030 or 617-254-1030. Back with more calls and questions for CPA Mark Misselbeck. Uh, Mark just has done an extraordinary job for us over the years. Whatever questions you might have about your taxes, Mark is with Katz, Nanus, and Solomon. Uh, they are in Waltham. And uh, I, again, am always impressed by his breadth of knowledge. We'll be back on Nightside with uh, Mark Misselbeck and your calls and questions right after this. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Back to the calls with your tax questions for CPA Mark Misselbeck, John in Dorchester. John, next on Nightside, say hello to Mark Misselbeck. Go right ahead. Hi, Mark and Dan. Thank you. Um, Mark, I have a I have a question on um, the the um, the uh, the husband or wife deduction for the primary residence um, of the tax free um, uh, um, tax tax deduction the the two fifty for the single and the five hundred for the married couple. Uh, if if does that are you talking uh, about like somebody, what they call the homestead? Provision. No, he's yeah. talking about the sale of a principal residence. Dan. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. That's it, Mark. Yeah. And um, is uh, to, to, what's the IRS rule on that as far as claiming that? Um, uh, for example, uh, if you moved um, into a house in um, May um, of 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 2023, um, could you take that deduction? Uh, can you can you sell it any time of after May of 2025 to qualify for that deduction, or do you have to go like, you know, uh, some uh, a calendar year? No, it's two years total time, not two calendar years, not two tax years. It's 24 months from 24 purchase months. date, and then you can sell and exclude. Up to a half a million dollars on a joint return, two fifty on any other return, from gain on the sale. Now it okay. can be a shorter period and prorated if you have to sell for unexpected circumstances. Would that All be right. medical, Those, medical, or things like that, or mo job movings, or moving job movings, uh, things beyond your control that force you to sell? Okay, your family okay. expanded you. You and your wife got pregnant and had triplets, and you only have two bedrooms. I see. You need a bigger house. Yeah. Things of that nature would permit for not the full 500000 but if you had the house for 12 months out of 24, you'd get half to half a million as an exclusion. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Good. But if you just if you just decide to sell within a year, you get no exclusion whatsoever. Okay, but um, uh, just the the uh, May of 2023 to uh, any time after May 1st, for example, after 2025, 
you, provided you have used it as your principal residence yes for yes. that same period it's two out of five any two out of five years so if you have five years on the clock you may have broken the residency somewhere in between but as long as you've got 24 months on the clock with it, that particular property as your principal residence principal residence then you can get the half a million once every two years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so great. That's good, Mark. If you're if Thanks, you're John. in the mood for moving, <clears throat> if you're in the mood for moving, and you're in a uh, uh, fast appreciating area, <laughs> you can do okay. All right. Thanks. I hope you're in a Thanks. fast appreciating area. Thank, thank you, John. All right, dear. Thank you. Have a great night. Going to try to get one more in here before the break. Alex and Millis. Alex, get you in before the break, but you got to be quick for me. Go ahead, Alex. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dan. I uh, just wanted to know uh, if uh, you do home improvements uh, to your home and you're not going to sell it, but yet you're you're taking money, uh, you know, out of uh, wherever to do this to make your home more valuable. Why is it that you can't deduct them only until you sell them? Am I correct? Until you sell your home. Be yep, because Congress says you can't. That's the law. That's the law. You add the co the cost of the improvements to the cost of the property. You get that back when you sell. Only when you do solar improvements these days do you get a credit for yeah. certain of the expenditures, or if the improvement is for medical reasons mm -hmm. and it doesn't, you don't get to deduct the amount that adds to the value of the house. Okay. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so what if you never intend to sell your house? So what then, you know, you're, you know, you're sitting on a pile of- It's a sunk of, uh, cost. It's a sunk cost. Exactly. It's, it's added to the cost of the residence. You don't get a deduction. Sorry. Okay. All right. One more. Uh, one more question. Why is it that the tax uh, tax codes are so complicated? I thought Congress was supposed to, you know, make them more, uh, you know, consumer friendly. What Whatever gave you that idea? <laughs> I I I've read you a lot of faith in somewhere. government, Alex. <laughs> my 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 rallying cry for a long time has been. If you want tax simplification, require that each congressperson prepare their own return, have access to experts such as myself or all of the research materials, reference materials, a good solid tax program, and immediately upon filing, they get an IRS audit. <laughs> That's the only way the tax law would be simplified. Uh, understood. Uh, all right. Thank you, thank you, so you Alex. I appreciate yeah, it. Bye. All right, good night. <laughs> on, on that note, Mark, we're going to hold on here. you got a little bit of a break here for the newscast. And if you folks have been dialing and been had trouble getting in, now's the time to dial. i got several open lines, 617-254-1030, 617-931-1030. We're coming right back with Mark Misselbeck talking about your tax questions. The filing season is upon us. Uh, don't miss this opportunity. Mark, we'll talk to you in about five or six minutes. Relax, put your feet up, and uh, it's been a great first hour. Let's try to do another one, okay? We'll be back with Mark Misselbeck, CPA extraordinaire, right after this. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.